I wanted to start over. I realized that as I stumbled over my own name and held his cold hands that I really, really wanted to start over. His words, like Papa's, gave me something to think about and unlike before, I quickly came to a conclusion. I wanted to help Mama. I wanted to help her because it was her and only her that was tied to helping Papa. I didn't want this. I didn't want this, but I was tied to helping Papa because helping him meant I was helping Mama. I wanted to start again, but I couldn't unless Mama was fixed. The simple fact, though so many ways, made my stomach clench in sickening clarity and two warm tears filled over my face as I told him that he could come again. The heat, my urge to drink ice water, everything. I told him everything I could, hoping that he would figure something out. Something to help me. Something to help us. I didn't tell him about that, or how I used that to put people sleep. But it was simply because I didn't know how to explain that altogether. And to say I used that, but didn't know what that was, sounded silly to me now. But I didn't feel too silly because he was genuinely worried about me, about how I felt and what I was experiencing. He did test on me and tried to see if this medication or that medication worked. He tried to limit my intake of cold water and tried to see if there was any other reactions to other foods or any other way food was prepared besides temperature. He was honestly trying to fix me and make my life easier. Even without telling him about that, I felt that there was someone I could finally tell all my worries about. That was not betraying my mama by being afraid for me. But then he made the mistake of telling Papa about my problems. And all he was doing was try to make them better. He made the mistake of telling Papa before telling me that he wanted to take me away to see if I could be fixed somewhere else. I wish he would have told me beforehand because I would have been honest in telling him about that about why I knew I could not leave. Papa needed me, needed my ability to do that. Papa went crazy, his eyes full of tears, but they were not as wide and sad as before. They were, they were filled with madness as he told the young doctor that I was not leaving like me like before, he tried to explain how I was getting worse, that he worried that something was going on with my body, going wrong, bringing up things I did notice, like how long it was before I was hungry enough to eat, how pale I was in the full light of the sun, how warm I felt to myself, yet how cold I felt to others, how hard it seemed for me to concentrate as time went on. Went on and on, trying to make my papa understand how this was bad very bad, and how I needed to be seen in a place where there were machines to look deeper into me, to figure out if there's any little thing that the general tests were missing. He tried to appeal to the side of, of Papa that was a doctor, that was a Papa. Papa was never a doctor, and like me, it seemed young doctor's words seemed to insult him, but unlike me, Papa didn't use words to tear into the young doctor. Instead, he took a paperweight and did it himself. I could barely scream, even though I was sitting there in the wheelchair because my papa told me to. I knew I could not get up and run to the young doctor, that I would fall, that the blood and what was happening would happen regardless. I sat there as the young doctor was torn into 
as his blood splattered everywhere. And when my thought Papa was done, he took something out of his desk and threw it at me. Do it. It was just relief doll. A simple green rubber doll with the appearance of a stitched up voodoo doll. The doll had no defining marks. Nothing that looked similar to a human being, and yet my papa wanted me to store the young doctor's warmth into this thing. He wanted me to use that and make him like Mama and the others. Choking on tears, I fell off the chair and I took the rubber doll, holding it to my chest as I reached out and touched his face, the warmth seeping out like clotting blood as I used that. I choked again as I did it, and Papa took the doll from me, took the doll from me, and brought it to the young doctor's body, to me, in my room, to care for him. Remember what I did to him. Like fairy tale stories, I washed him with my tears, keeping him in my bed and holding him in the smoldering he got too much for me. The young doctor's last words rolling through my head as I tried to see how I could have stopped it, how I could fix it. Papa didn't let me too close to the doll. In fact, Papa seems like making me upset the threat of, you, of him using it to relieve stress, making the young doctor's body jerk and sway randomly unless I begged for him to stop, to remind him that the warm doll was no longer just something for him to squeeze and play with. Seeing his body jerk and cry out silently, to kick and thrash as the invisible hand did so much to hurt him until he fell lax again. It was too much. Even though his face was mending and he was looking more like Mama and the others, the milky eyes that would shoot open from him thrashing from the pain and the pressure became too much for me. I waited until Papa was done with work for the day. With him now tipping back drinks with others at the table, my own food would touch as I left. Coiling warmth strengthening my resolve as it sickened me, I left to Papa's office. Slipping a key into the door, I entered a room that I only entered twice before since moving here. Once again changed to fit the whims of my Papa, I knew that I may never get to see the change again, but I didn't care. I went to the desk. With no locks to keep it safe, I opened the drawer to where the green doll was. The pitiful, fluttering heat that was so close to burning out made me smile so sadly. This was the warmth of my first friend, of the first person that tried to help me. Yet all I could do for them is something that was too much of a coward to do for my own mama. I took the doll with me and walked into my bathroom where I had taken all the dolls before, sitting them in marble tubs. I touched each one, remembering their warmth and their lively eyes before taking a match and setting them aflame. Fire licking like red blood as it consumed the cloth representation of all those sleeping people. I walked over to touch my friend's body once more, seeing his body sleeping so peacefully and holding the fluttering warmth in my hands as I can only mumble a goodbye, packing a few things I knew. There was no time.
as I walked back into the dining room. As I expected, there was havoc. People who were laughing once before was now scrambling and shouting on phones as they raced across the room, drank wine, and rushed to get the rest of their things before leaving. All of them wondering what had happened and how to stop it. All of them. Besides my papa. What have you done? What have you done? I'm keeping my promise, papa. My papa. The man who was my papa looked at me as I held a book bag to my back. I was holding the green doll to me. On my side was the sleeping body of Mama, dressed in a loose shirt and pants too big for her body, as she sat there serenely in the wheelchair. He must have been noting the calm way I stood there, no longer trembling even though the fire extinguisher came on wetting everyone in the room with us. How even though my eyes were wide and wet, it no, was no longer my tears it held. Your promise? Mama told me not to. She told us both not to. We did this for her. Everything was for her. And why would whatever you have done be for her? Don't lie to me. How was this for her? I took one look at the green doll before chucking it into the fire. Me and Papa both watching it burn away from the fireplace flame. Hey, Papa, I will fix this. I will make this whole again. Papa looked to find me right beside him, pulling his warmth as I held another doll. As old as this situation we were in, the buttons that was his eyes colored to look like him before, before all of this. The ones that was still in the room looked confused as they could be, which was not surprising. There was no flashy indication from using that just the fall of my papa into that false, serene sleep as the doll held the warmth. They looked at me, then ran to my papa, leaving me to push my mama out of there as we left that place. Looking back, I left the doll on the table, allowing them to keep the doll as I left. Hopefully, papa, when you wake up, everything will be better and you would have slept through it all. Pushed us away, from that place, walking through the rain as I went to get to the bus stop, knowing that in the bag the fluttering warmth of my mama was still with me, and knowing how this was selfish in a way, promising that I would fulfill both the promises for mama, papa, and my friend all together, I would fix mama. I would let her go. Then I would start over. like to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to one another of the stories of the Illuminate archives. I hope you have a wonderful day and your dreams are filled with our nightmares. We will be seeing you soon.